You are listening to Grounded Presents, a podcast featuring the women of Grounded, where spiritual encouragement, motivational messaging, business tips, and intimate discussions happens all in one place. Here's your host, Dr. Alita V. Ashford. Okay, women of Grounded, we are here today with Vanessa Eccles. Vanessa spent 40 years as a television news anchor. She is a three-time winner of the Suncoast Regional Emmy Awards and an award-winning podcast host. Vanessa is also a breast cancer survivor and most recently a new author of the book, We're in Heaven and I Have Some Questions. Miss Vanessa, how are you? I am great. I am so glad to be joining you for this podcast. Recently, you retired from a successful 40-year career in television. Did you know early in your career that television was something that you wanted to pursue? I think so. I tell people all the time I was a very weird child in that I liked to watch the news even as a child. And I always read the paper. I look forward to the paper coming every day. And we had an afternoon paper. And when the person who delivered it was late, I was just all in a tizzy, like, where's the paper? Where is she? Why is the paper not here? And so I just always had this interest in news. One of my favorite classes for social studies, we did a a series on current events. And I loved it because I always knew all the answers and the other kids didn't. And at one point the teacher even said, can you just give the other kids a chance to answer questions? And I was like, okay, let's see how this works out. Cause you'll ask them questions and they won't know the answer. And sure enough, that's what happened. And so I just always felt like I would have some kind of career in journalism and news and was one of those who went to college and never changed my major. And I just felt like that was my path. What advice would you give another woman who is considering following in your footsteps? I always say, first of all, don't aspire to what I achieved, aspire to do more than what I achieved. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're going to have a career in journalism and television news, you need to be curious. You need to keep up with what's happening in the world around you. And that is, when I say world, I mean your community and your state and the country and the world and read a lot and just ask a lot of questions and be persistent. Don't let the setbacks, you know, bring bring you down. That's not your downfall. Sometimes as the saying goes, the setback really is a setup for something greater than you ever imagined. I read somewhere that you were a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Can you tell us a little about that? Well, first of all, that was one of the most terrifying experiences in my whole life, (laughs) to be honest. Now, I'm one of those, I love game shows. And so during a game show, I talk back to the television. And most of the time I'm saying, I can't believe you didn't know the answer to that. That was easy. But then when you were in that pressure cooker of that show and surrounded by the audience, I mean, it's, you know, one of those sweaty palms, heart racing kind of things. But I did that with um, the person that I was co-anchoring with at the time, Greg Warmoth. And so they invited some news teams from around the country to be on the show. They had a week of shows. And so we did the show and we donated our proceeds to Second Harvest Food Bank to the program where they have to provide meals for children who are have food insecurity so that they're able to take meals home for the evening and um, over the weekend and during the holidays when they don't when they aren't able to go to the school cafeteria. So we did that for them. And so I look back on that and I'm like, well, at least it was for charity because it was a terrifying experience. One of the areas that you have been extremely candid about was your battle with breast cancer. It was actually an inspiration to me personally and also prompted me to make sure that I got my annual mammogram. Can you share Absolutely. with us a little about 
your journey? Uh, my journey began in 2004. And I was one of those, I went to the doctor every year for my annual checkups. I never missed my appointments. I was walking around feeling perfectly fine and walking around with something that was trying to kill me as well. I went in for what was supposed to be a routine mammogram and the technician saw something concerning is how they described it, which led to in the same day having a mammogram, having an ultrasound and having a biopsy. And a couple of days later got the call that it was breast cancer. And so that began a journey of treatment that lasted about a year with chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries and finally declared cancer free. Share with us how important early detection is in this. That's my big thing. So when I hear people say that they got their mammogram because they heard my story, I'm like, yes. okay, telling my story was the right thing yeah. to do was worthwhile. Yeah, as I mentioned, I didn't have any symptoms. Did monthly self exams, felt fine, all of that. If you looked at me, you would think like, oh, perfectly healthy. So for me, and even the doctors, as I was on this journey, kept telling me it scared them because they felt like by the time that I felt something or felt symptoms, it would have been too late to treat me. Mm. So they kept, they kept telling me that, like, if you had not gone in for that mammogram, by the time you started to feel, you know, some other things, we would probably just try to make you comfortable. And that was it. And again, you know, this was 2004. There've been a lot of advancements since then, but that is a scary part for me is the fact that I felt fine. Everything seemed fine, but I wasn't. And so for me, early detection is life-saving. And that's the message that I tell people. Now, cancer is very scary. And I don't try to minimize that at all, but early detection is why I am still here from 2004 now to 2022 and have had no other complications from it since then. Like you said, it can be scary. How did you manage to keep your faith during that time? I think you just do what you have to do in the moment. I think when you think about, oh, if this ever happens to me, I'm going to fall apart. But you don't, you do what you have to do. And I always kept the end goal in mind, which was, I want to beat this. I want to get better. I want to have this life after cancer. You know, I think I was one of those. I was always the one encouraging my friends yes. and yes. telling them, you know, keep the faith, be strong, all this. And then what happened to me, I was like, uh oh, okay. So here's kind of the uh, put up or shut up kind of thing. And I know that they were watching me like, okay, she's been talking about all this faith stuff. Let's see it in action now. Amen. Is she going to fold? or is she going to face this head on? And I hope that looking back on it now, they see that I faced it head on and never you know, wavered in my faith or anything. I didn't have one of those uh, why me Lord kind of moments. I just remember years ago when I read Arthur Ashe's book and in it, he talked days of grace. He talked about, you know, when you ask God, why me in the bad times, then you should be prepared to say, why me in the good times too? Amen to that. Now, why did I have all of these blessings? We don't do that. We're just like, oh, thank you, Lord. So when the tough times come, it's like, okay, not why me, Lord, but it's like, okay, Lord, how are you going to, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with me through this. And so that was my attitude. Like, obviously there's a, a purpose in this. Yes. I didn't go through this randomly. So, okay, Lord, I'll, yeah, what you got? And that was my attitude. Is there, is there anything to be said about age? This is not exclusive to older women or a certain race. This is obviously a cancer that can affect anyone. Am I correct? 
And I think people don't realize that. Uh, when I was living there in Orlando, I founded an organization where we helped breast cancer patients called Compassionate Hands and Hearts Breast mm -hmm. Cancer Outreach. And one of the patients that we helped was 18 years old. Yeah. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she died. So when I tell people it's not a disease for older women, it can affect anyone. And people also don't realize that there are cases of male breast cancer as well, about 2,000 every year of men who get breast cancer. So it affects everybody. This interview is kicking off our women's health series for the month of October. I was so excited at the beginning of this interview that I forgot to mention that, but um, we wanted you to come on and definitely share your story. I can remember myself being in my 20s the first time I, I found a lump. And, um, and, now, and I think that's important for people to know because at that time I always assumed that uh, things like breast cancer or needing a mammogram, it was always geared towards older women. And, you know, so you never sometimes think as a younger person. So I'm glad that you shared that story about the 18 year old, because it does sound like it's a, it's a cancer that can affect anyone at any age. And to hear that there's a, a rise um, in it also impacting men, um, that's something that um, I, I didn't know. So I think that, you know, um, some of us, we have family members, husbands, sons, you know, uh, relatives that can also be impacted. So I want to thank you for sharing that. I want to transition now to this new book you got out. I've been reading this book. I have a tab where I left off at, but um, I've been reading this book. We're in heaven and I have questions. Can you tell us about the inspiration for this book? It's kind of funny because as I look back on it, really the inspiration happened I don't know, maybe like 20 years ago, uh, there is a gospel singer who lives there in the Orlando area. Her name is Mika King. And at the time when I met her, she was working with us at Channel 9 in the newsroom. And so she and I would always have these discussions about church and faith and spirituality. And I don't know, one day we were in some discussion and she just burst out laughing. And I said, what's so funny? And she said, you act like when we get to heaven, there's going to be a news conference and you're going to be able to ask all these questions. And I was like, so you mean there's not? And so through the years, I have always thought about that. And, you know, I always thought I want to write a book one day. I think I have this story to tell. And so I thought the book would be about, you know, me and my cancer journey or just me growing up. But as I started to think about it, I was like, you know, that's this whole thing about heaven. And I do have some questions. And I wrote the first story and the first one that I wrote about was Noah. And after I wrote that, I was like, you know, I might have something here. And then I just started to write. I mean, it was one of those sit down and write. And I just had a lot I wanted to do with it. And that's what I've done. This book, um, what I love about it is that when you break it down in some of the terms that you do in this book, and particularly, um, I love the chapter on Joseph um, in the Old Testament, where when you call out some of the things that Joseph did, it's like, yeah, like why, why did he do that? Um, but it's it's things that people would probably think when they hear these biblical stories, but probably would never have to put in those terms. But I love the fact that um it's relatable it's funny and it's relatable and then i also love that you you leave places to take your own notes and make your own reflections as well i'm also excited to announce that vanessa is our book club author for the month of october so if you haven't hey. already gone out and purchased your copy of we're in heaven and i have some questions make sure that you do that now miss vanessa where can they go to get their copy of we're in heaven 
it's available where you buy books. It's available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and also available from the publishing company, which is Archway Publishing as well. So you can just go online and order it. And I always tell people, you know, it, it's not exactly what you expect because it's、uh, these questions. They're all humorous questions. So <laughs> I think I in the forward in the book I say if you don't have a sense of humor, don't read this book. And I say, you know, most authors would. Not tell someone, don't read my book. But again, if you if you have a sense of humor, this one is for you. And、so、I say, was refreshing. Like、um, I had I had heard that it was going to be like a devotional type of thing, and you know the typical devotional. There's Bible scriptures and things like that. I was not expecting it to be so funny and entertaining. <laughs> it is hilarious, and I think I described it to you、um, when we were chatting about it before. Is that it's like spilling the tea. It's like <laughs> spilling the tea on some of these people, and it, it is straight hilarious, and I absolutely love it. So I would encourage all our women to go out and get this、uh, copy of this book.、Uh, Vanessa is going to be pre-、uh, um, participating in some of our author corners.、Um, Later in the month of October, so you get to hear more about her inspiration for the book as well. So the next question: I know that you have a birthday coming up next month. Any big plans for that? It's in November.、Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, so, in November. Yeah, that、yes. will be next month. Yes, that will be next month in November. And、uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really make big plans for the birthday. I just kind of let things kind of flow, and you know, I'm just happy to see another birthday. What is next for Vanessa Eccles? I have no idea, and that's been. <laughs> Ta-da! I don't know. <laughs> that has been the great joy in retirement. Is I feel like my life has been scheduled since I was five, and so now I'm just able to like I'm not sure what's next, and that is very exciting. Well, with that being said, we want to thank you for coming out and sharing with us about your journey, a little about your career, and also we would like to present you with this grounded coffee mug. So that oh, I love mugs. So thank you. For,、uh, and also, not only that, but a swag bag that you also、oh. you'll also be getting. So we'll、uh, get together after this interview. We want to thank you so much for kicking off our Women's Health. A month, and just thank, thank you for being an inspiration to me personally, and I, as well as I'm sure many of others. And、um, and I believe that your story is going to bless a lot of women. And like I said, you guys go out and get this book. We want as many of you as possible out there reading this book as we,、uh, you know, support our author for the month of October in our Grounded Book Book Club. Thank you so much, Vanessa. We appreciate it. Well, so I've enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us on the Grounded Facebook page, where hundreds of women are connecting and encouraging each other daily. To share your story or to learn more about how you can become an affiliate of Grounded and possibly be featured in an upcoming interview or podcast, please visit www.groundedjeremiah2911.com.